Welcome back to Sciencing from Home, a podcast from the UIC Las Ganas program. I'm Veronica Ariola, Program Director of Las Ganas, or Latinos Gaining Access to Networks for Advancement in Science. It's 2021, and well, it looks a lot like 2020, huh? I spent the winter break thinking about the podcast, how I open up with reflections on current events, and if that means these episodes will or will not hold up over time, then I thought about how these episodes, this whole podcast is meant to capture this moment in time. It was meant to be a summer project, thinking that our collective governments would put in place measures, both economic and physical, to snuff out the virus in mere weeks. But here we are, January 2021, still working, studying, and sciencing from home. The new year does bring new hope with the start of vaccinations. Alas, 2020 is like that party guest who refuses to go home or leaves behind something like a riot at our nation's capital. These are not just unprecedented times, but worrying times. How do we work and study after months of lockdown? This semester, we aim to host more virtual events that will hopefully continue to sustain our community, that will address the issues the universe continues to throw at us while trying to memorize reactions. At Las Ganas, we know that you cannot be your best in the classroom if you're worried about your job or your loved one's job as an essential worker. This is the start of the spring semester. And spring signals renewal, hope, and growth. In our programming, we will center your growth both your professional and your personal growth. We talk a lot about bringing your whole self to your science, so we will program for your whole self. Now, let's get to my conversation with Itzel and learn about her work on cheese and pushing yourself to do new things. Uh, Welcome to Sciencing from Home. This episode, we are chatting with Itzel. Itzel, can you introduce yourself? I'm a fifth year undergrad, so I guess a super senior. Um, I'm planning to graduate this year and I'm studying biological sciences with a minor in chemistry. I do research on West Campus in the College of Pharmacy. In Dr. Laura Sanchez's lab, I study how cheese microbes, so fungi and bacteria that are naturally found to grow on cheese or that are added into cheese by cheesemakers, how these microbes interact with one another. And I study how the cheese microbes um, interact with one another. Our focus is to try to understand how um, cheese bacteria and cheese fungi are able to communicate to form uh, a microbiome. What attracted you to her project? So I first learned about Dr. Sanchez's work um, during one of the first Las Ghana seminars. Um, it was during the 289, 298 course. Um, the Las Ganas team brought in speakers um, and they basically gave us an overview of what their research is, what they've done. Some um, have shared about their career path. And Dr. Sanchez talked about her work with cheese microbes. And I thought that was really cool because I actually hadn't thought about how microbes are basically found everywhere. Growing up, I've learned about how microbes, you know, are bad. Uh, Germs are gross. Uh, You should stay away from germs. Um, But Dr. Sanchez's talk gave me like a different way of thinking about how microbes work. I just thought that it was very interesting how 
cheesemakers have added these microbes into cheese um, during that making during that process, and they're able to alter the taste, the odor, and the texture of cheese. And I don't know. I just thought that that was really cool. And she actually talked about how um, she was doing natural product discovery. So she was more. She was interested. She she is more interested in sort of studying some of these. Uh, specialized metabolites that are being produced by these microbes. And so specialized metabolites are these compounds that aren't necessarily needed by the microbes for survival, but they do enhance their survival. Um, they also give them these, uh, I guess, special powers. For example, um, they could help them live in an environment that they might not have been able to. Okay, cool. What has been your role on the project? I started out with learning how to just basically culture these microbes. Um, and then I, from there, I started to actually go through some of the extraction process. And I've learned how to sort of extract all of those compounds or those molecules that are being produced by these microbes. And then I um, attempted to isolate and identify the structure of a compound that we believe has bioactivity. Unfortunately, um, I've spent a lot of time trying to isolate and purify that compound and get it into enough concentration or get it to be concentrated enough so that I could um, elucidate its structure and then continue to test its bioactivity um, against a foodborne pathogen. However, um, it's just really difficult to get it uh, down to a concentrated sample. What's the end game for this research? Is looking at biomes in cheese rinds a way to study something that will benefit humans for a medical purpose? Or is it more of a, so we can have better cheeses? We can't really study how these microbes um, interact once we've ingested them because we like those are studies that we don't really carry out here. Um, however, that's something that we hope to be able to understand um, by first understanding how these microbes come together in a smaller setting because um, so one of the other reasons that I forgot to mention as to why we study cheese um, or study these microbes that are found on cheese is because um, the cheese microbiome is very easy to study and it's very easy to cultivate and reproduce in a lab setting. And so, um, and the cheese microbiome isn't composed of so many members. So by understanding how these microbes are communicating with one another, we could sort of later infer how they might be communicating and interacting with um, microbes that are naturally found in our gut microbiome. Um, sort of, yeah, we're not, that's sort of like the broader idea um, because there have been cases where, um, for example, a microbe that is um, naturally found in your system, um, when it starts to, when it comes into contact with another uh, microbe, it becomes pathogenic by studying those naturally co-occurring partners, we want to see if maybe 
once they interact with a pathogenic bacterium such as E. coli, um, they could be producing something that um, might inhibit the growth of that foodborne pathogen. So you've worked with Dr. Sanchez for a few years, but you did take time out to do some research in other labs over the summers. And I know that some sometimes fellows are uh, leery of leaving the lab for some time, but can you talk a little bit about your decision to uh, go somewhere else in the summer to do research and what that looked like? Yeah, um, so the reason why I wanted to, um, actually I didn't know that that was possible. I didn't know that you could go and work with someone else in a different lab, in a different state, in a different university. Um, but Dr. Sanchez um, talked to me about this possibility and she encouraged me to apply. And I worked at the Scripps um, Institution of Oceanography with uh, Dr. Paul Jensen. And the reason that I um, decided to apply was because um, two years into working with Dr. Sanchez, I realized that I really liked what I was doing. I really liked research and I wanted to pursue uh, just graduate school in general. Um, I had no idea what I wanted to study um, and I'm still thinking about it, um, but I realized that for me to have a better, more solidified plan as to what I wanted to do in grad school, I should explore other type of work that other people are doing. And so another reason was because um, I wanted to get a feel for um, just basically how other labs um, or how other research teams interact with one another um, because I have become very comfortable in working with Dr. Sanchez. I'm very happy here, um, but I also thought that it was, I was at a point where I should learn new things. And so that's when um, I applied to the surf program over at Scripps. Um, and I worked with Dr. Paul Jensen and um, I was mentored by one of his graduate students. And I studied marine bacterium there. Um, it was, I was also looking at um, the specialized metabolites that the marine bacterium excreted. Um, but I was learning how to prepare different media. Um, I was learning about their sort of extraction schemes. Um, I also learned a little bit more about um, sort of looking at the genes that encode these specialized metabolites. Very cool, very cool. How do you feel that these experiences has helped you grow as a scientist? I look back to from when I started, from when I first joined the lab, and I was terrified. I was terrified of the large and sophisticated instruments. I was terrified of working with bacterium and fungi because I thought, ooh, what if I accidentally release the spores or um, I take some of this stuff on my clothes home, like what's gonna happen? But over time, I've become more comfortable and confident with working in the lab, with um, handling different instruments, um, handling different uh, bacteria, fungi. Um, and I've certainly become more independent since then. Um, I've had a great mentor um, who, with whom I worked alongside. Um, and I think she, she really knew when to um, work 
very, very close with me um, and sort of not micromanage, but sort of like help me um, plan out every step of the way um, in an experiment. And then from there, at one point, um, she, I guess she knew it was time for me to start planning the experiments on my own. That's when I realized, oh shoot, I like, can't go into the office and ask her um, questions. Um, I should really feel like, I know that I can do this because I've done this before on my own many times, but I should feel much confident and not be so terrified of like handling this instrument on my own. That's great. Her maternity leave gave you this space, forced you into this space to see how much you really actually knew. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the training wheels were off yes. and you're still able to do your science. Yes. <laughs> um, so how, how has um, COVID impacted your research? Um, it has slowed down um, I guess how much experimental work that I'm able to do. Um, when the lab shut down back in March, maybe um, around that time. It's been so long now. Um, uh, yeah. I we were we I had a lot of um, I had some data that I could look at online or that I could work with, um, and I spent that time. Um, going over some data, um, reading, catching up on some of the literature that I had put off for a while. Um, and um, at, in that time, Dr. Sanchez um, discussed the possibility of completing a grant application for the NIGMS NIH uh, as a supplemental grant so that they would fund me um, to work with Dr. San to continue my work with Dr. Sanchez over the summer when the labs would reopen. And um, so I prepared that application alongside with her um, and we got funded. Um, so then when the lab opened back up in June, um, we just got back to work. Um, but yeah, COVID changed a lot how we used to do things. Um, there's, we're social distancing in the lab. Um, we have, we're fortunate that we have like huge lab space. So we're able to spread out. Um, but accessing certain equipment is, has been sort of a challenge. Um, and quite frankly, it's been kind of lonely to be in the lab. Sometimes I've, um, I'm in the lab with one other person. It's a lot more quieter. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, one of the great things of being in lab science is that kind of camaraderie community that you have with your lab mates. Um, and so whittling all of that down to just one or two people is, is a big difference and something to get used to. But so glad to hear that you all got back into the lab so quickly and congratulations on that grant you were able to get to cover you. your your support for the summer um so with all of this especially going back to you've been with dr sanchez for a while um 
what lessons have you learned about communicating with your research mentor that maybe you've taken to other professors or you'll take into graduate school? Um, maintain good communication. I've, I've learned that communication is very important um, and that I should not be afraid to reach out for her help when I need it. Um, because when I first started, I didn't, because when I first started, I didn't really work so much with her because I worked with my um, grad student mentor. Um, I found it, I don't know, I didn't think it was weird that I wasn't talking to her that much. Um, but because I didn't really know how, how a professor was going to be communicating with an undergraduate student. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, oh yeah, totally. So I know you're, you're applying to graduate school and what else is next for you? I don't know. Um, well, I'm highly considering going to graduate school, so that's for sure. Um, I'm applying into the fall 2021 cycle. I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't like to plan out a lot because I've learned that a lot of my plans don't really work out. Um, but, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because I think, yeah, wherever I'm currently at, I did not think I had originally planned to go into um, pharmacy school and become uh, an earn a farm D for now. My next plan, my next goal is to um, complete graduate school. Um, and then in graduate school, I really, I'd really like to um, dedicate more time to science communication. Um, I would like to spend some time while I'm in graduate school um, participating in um, science outreach and sort of helping to encourage uh, a lot of other young kids to sort of join us and become the next generation of scientists. I, in my time with Dr. Sanchez, I've learned of some of the work that um, some professors here do to um, some of their work in, for example, like Boys and Girls Club, um, where they go out and they um, help uh, middle school age children with like setting up a short experiment. They have like these mini competitions. Um, there's like a robotics team. And I would really like to be a part of that in the future. You know, I have seen you present and you have an energy uh, for science, for your science, that you can tell, not just the way you talk, but your physicality, you embody that excitement. So I think that you going into science communication and wanting to do more outreach to uh, young people is exactly where you need to be going. Um, no matter what other directions you're going into, I think that you're going to, you have, you have that passion. And you, I really am excited at the idea of you sharing that passion. Um, so with that, is there anything else you wanted to share with us today? I'd like to encourage um, all of the fellows that are listening um, to sort of branch out and apply to some of these summer research programs. Um, I know that because of COVID, things have changed. A lot of these summer programs have adjusted their programming 
for the summer students so that they could participate in research without needing to be there physically. Um, one of my colleagues mentored a summer student um, over Zoom and over Slack, and she did a project. She was analyzing a lot of data over the computer, um, and she created this really cool website where she sort of summarizes all of her findings. But yeah, I've learned, I've received emails here and there about different programs. Yeah, you should, just because um, you might not be able to do things physically, you should not uh, not consider doing some of these summer programs. It's great to hear. I do think that students this past summer, particularly, but also looking into summer 2021, will be concerned about how much benefit they can get from a virtual experience. And it's great to hear that you saw how positive that can be um, in the right lab. Um, so thank you so much. Well, thank you again for taking time to talk with us today. I am so excited uh, for you graduating and moving on to the next step. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Itzel, for spending some time with us. It was so great to catch up with you. A reminder that you can find Las Ganas on Facebook and Twitter at UYC Las Ganas and on Instagram at Las Ganas UYC. You can also find us at lasganas.uyc.edu. We have a Google Calendar and Slack community too, so look for that info on our website. Las Ganas is funded by the U.S. Department of Education through a HSI STEM Title III Part F grant. All opinions expressed in this podcast are reflective of the speakers, not our funder. Until next time, please keep washing your hands, stay inside, and take care. Peace.